0: In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes. And you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple, no complex, no multi-step processes, super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com/summer and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, uplevel your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Connie Walshansky. I'm a mom of four under ten, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. This episode is part two in our conflict series, and how to coach your staff and how to navigate conflict. And this particular episode, we're going to be walking through three scenarios that are typically happening right now in most child cares across the globe. And I'm going to walk you through each scene and action steps and scripts and conversation to have with your employees to help you navigate these particular problems. So This is something that happens very often where we'll have a specific problem in our center and we need perspective. We need insight into how to look at it from a different lens. We need actual scripts and the dialogue conversation starter. And we do this a lot on the podcasters many, many episodes, all on how to script through difficult conversations. We also have an amazing resource called the Scripts Workbook, which is available in the show notes that you could check out, which also has over 40 different scripts of how to navigate conflict um, and difficult conversations with your colleagues, with the leaders, and with the parents. So, the three scenarios that we're going to work through today are really about helping you as the leader and coaching your team to understand their default response and their reflex for how they currently self regulate, how emotionally mature they are in their responses, and how to really up level them to invite them to respond in a different way. When we know better, we do better. Uh, My Angela's famous quote. We do the best that we can. And when we know better, we do better. And through this podcast, I really hope this is an invitation for you to reckon with where you can do better and how you could show up for your leaders and how you can coach your staff to be able to look at conflict from a different perspective. So let's go into scene one. Probably one of the most common things that happen in the breakage of conflict between employees is when a teacher or a colleague come back late from a lunch break, Now, I have given this example on multiple different webinars and podcasts that I've done over the last couple of months. And every time I share this example, it really resonates with the audience. And so I decided to use my own podcast to share this specific scene with you. So what happens in a very typical work environment is you'll have two teachers in a classroom and one teacher will be more time oriented than the other and so when it's time for the lunch break you'll have one teacher who is very specific about being back at the exact 12:30 mark and you'll have another teacher who will be okay with walking in at 12:35 or 12:37 and for those of you that have been in the classroom before for those of you that are teachers that are listening to this you know that Every second of your lunch break is critical for your mental well-being and your ability to continue to provide care and support for the children in your classroom. So it's not every minute. It's truly every second is beyond valuable in your lunch break. And for many people, it's timed to the minute. You know, they know that they want five minutes to go to the ladies room and they want 15 minutes to eat lunch and they want a couple minutes to schmooze with a friend. And it is... Infuriating when someone comes late from their lunch break. So, what will happen many times is the teacher will not want to rock the boat. So, she'll sit, you know, she'll just kind of bottle up her feelings. She doesn't want to make a big deal because it's not a big deal until it becomes a big deal. And sometimes we'll make a flyby comment, you know, as the teacher comes in, we'll say something like, you know, could you just come back, you know, on time next time? And then we leave. And It doesn't make you feel better. You know that that comment isn't going to change anything. You know that she's still going to come late the next time. And yet we still do it and we bottle it up. And a lot of it comes from the lack of permission that we give ourselves that we deserve this time. And that speaking up and practicing our boundaries and the needs that we have is part of how we get to continue to show up and bring our best selves forward. And every employee deserves a full lunch break, not a lunch break minus seven minutes because your employee, your colleague forgot to come on time. Now, what we wanna remember is assuming best intent where the teacher isn't purposely coming late. What happens a lot of times, especially for teachers that struggle with time management, which is very common, they don't factor in all of the little margin times that are needed during a lunch break. They struggle with factoring in that when you walk down the hallway to get to the teacher's room, you're not walking down like a soldier on a mission You are strolling down the hallway, which means if someone bumps into you and asks you a question or says hi or says, Hey, I really like your shoes. Where did you buy them? You're going to engage in conversation, right? You're not going to ignore them because you want to engage in conversation. So that eats up into your time, right? And then what happens is, is you still need the 15 minutes to eat. But you lost five minutes in the hallway. So now where are you going to get those five minutes from? You don't want it to eat into your lunchtime. You don't want to eat lunch in 10 minutes. You want your 15 minutes. So subconsciously, you make a note. I'll just come a couple minutes late from the lunch break. It's no big deal. Again, it's not intentional. It's not ill intended. It just happens because when we struggle with recognizing the little moments that you need a factor for and everything is minute. To second, then we don't have the margin. So that just context to understand what's going on behind the scenes, just a little bit of like where the teachers are coming from. Now, the reason why it is so important to engage into this conversation and not continue to push it off is because Brene Brown has a great quote, which I absolutely love temporary discomfort over long term resentment temporary discomfort over long-term resentment. What does that mean? It means that you have the temporary discomfort to lean into the conversation, to talk to your colleague, to bring up what is frustrating for you over having long-term resentment and being pissed off every time you see her. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode on the percentages of the different kinds of conflict that happen in an organization and how many people leave and avoid their colleagues when they're engaged in this kind of long-term conflict, definitely go check that out. Because what happens is, is before you know it, now you want to quit and leave the job all because of, you know, the lunch break. So here's how to get started. Okay. Step one is coach the teacher to Ask the other one, hey, I want to have a conversation with you about the lunch breaks. And sometimes they'll ask that question, but they won't recognize the context that they're asking that question when the person has their coat zipped and their bag on, and they are holding the door and they're on their way out and they're ready to fly out the door. And you think you're going to actually have a normal conversation with them, which is, you know not true. So you want to coach the staff to be brave and actually lean into the conversation and have a proper conversation, not when they're running out the door. And the conversation could go something like this, you know, hey, Stephanie, I really want to talk to you about our lunch breaks because both of us know that we need a break. We need to have that time. And that time is important for both of us, right? Not just for you, not just for me. We both need that brain break and mental space, because we're both here for the kids. We both care about the kids. And when we take a break, we have the capacity to continue to show up. Over the past couple of weeks, it's been challenging for me when you come a couple minutes late after the break. And I would like to discuss how we can work together so that you come back at 1230 and not at 1235 or 1233, because every minute's really important to me. What you want to guide the teacher is not to self deflect, not to say something like, you know, I do I know you don't really mean it, or I know that it's really hard. No, you don't have to say any of that. Just state the facts, and the teacher might respond with, "Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure, you know, that I come back or whatever it is." And this is where it gets uncomfortable because this is where the teacher needs to be courageous and say, "I understand that you want to do better." I'd actually really like to discuss what you're going to do differently to come back on time because just telling me that you're gonna come doesn't sit well with me because we've had this conversation a few times and I know that you really wanna come back on time but something happens and you don't. So I'd like to know what strategy you're gonna put in place to actually come on time from the break. Now, here's where the culture shift happens. Because some of you are listening to this and your eyes are popping out of your brains and you're like, oh my gosh, that is so mean. That is just horrible. Oh my God, I would never want my teachers to talk to each other like that. Some of you are listening and thinking, yeah, you go girl. I hope my teachers do that. So everyone's on different sides of the aisle when it comes to this. But what's important to recognize is You're on the side of the aisle that's horrified. It's because we've been programmed that having boundaries, practicing our boundaries, speaking with kindness and respect shouldn't be allowed because you're going to hurt the other person's feelings. Well, what about you? Are you speaking in a demeaning way? No. Are you shaming the person? No. You're speaking with respect and with kindness and you're telling them, I need to know what strategy you're putting in place. Why is the other person expected to just trust that the other person's gonna actually show up this time when they've proven themselves again and again that they're not going to? We need to change the narrative around speaking up with kindness versus niceness, which is people-pleasing and passive-aggressiveness. Kindness is respect. Kindness is treating people with dignity and kindness is brave enough to say the hard truth, even if it might hurt the other person in that moment. It's okay; You're not responsible for how that person responds. As long as you spoke with dignity and respect, the other person's emotional response is completely out of your control. And this is really difficult for leaders. This is why. My entire event is all focused on conflict and kindness. Our summit of excellence in Florida on March 1st and 2nd, we're really going to be drilling in this concept and how to build this in your organization and how to create a culture where you're training for this and coaching for this consistently. So that's our scene one, all right? Teachers coming late from lunch break. So I want you to go back and re-listen to this Or have your teacher listen to this so that she can have some verbiage for how to have this conversation. All right, let's go to scene two. Okay, scene two is what happens a lot is staff nitpick at one another. They struggle with getting along, being flexible and adaptable for other people's needs and struggles. And what's important to remember is that when an employee is nitpicky, A lot of times it means that they're invested in their work, right? But it can also mean that they spend too much time obsessing over even the simplest tasks. Okay? So I'm going to walk you through three steps for how to help navigate this conflict. All right? Step one is nitpickers need a formal time and space to discuss their concerns, So I would set up a weekly or a bi-monthly meeting in which workers can talk about their issues, make suggestions for improving the classroom or the workplace. When employees know that they have a time and place to make suggestions, they're a lot less likely to approach you and other teachers with ideas every time that you go to the water cooler or to, you know, the lunch break room. Step two is an employee may be nitpicking because she doesn't have anything else to do with her workday. All right, in that case, she may be bored and ready for more responsibility. On the flip side, an employee with too much responsibility, their nitpicking is actually a cry for help, where in that case, you want to delegate some of their responsibilities to allow her to focus on the more important tasks, because nitpicking can be a result of low productivity. For example, she may be spending too much time on the minutia of a simple task, and you may need to create you know kind of a quota system to encourage her to maintain a more productive pace so you could tell her something like you cannot spend more than an hour on this project and if you do it means you're getting stuck down the rabbit hole of perfectionism and the minutia this works really well for perfectionists and for people that obsess over details right and again there's both there's both sides to it right like I sometimes rush things and put it out too fast because I don't care about the minutia. Like, I just want to ship it and get it out. Whereas, you know, maybe I could spend a little bit more time reviewing something, making sure that all spelling and grammar is correct. Some people really, spelling and grammar is super important to them and they would, you know, die if they said something out that wasn't 100% grammar and spelling perfection. That's okay, Right just recognize when it becomes an obsession versus when it's, you know, just a standard and and that's the way that you operate. Okay. Step three, encourage employees to have a life outside of work. Okay. Teachers who don't have hobbies or a life outside of work nitpick over nonsense. Okay. And you can add this to your daily interactions or even in your employee manual. Underline the fact that you want employees to live a well-rounded life, and their life should not be solely centered around work. They need to have other things that bring them joy. And these three steps are a very powerful way just to get started in Breaking this cycle of nitpicking, whether people nitpick at you or nitpick at each other, struggle with getting along with one another. These are just some great suggestions to help navigate this particular kind of conflict. Okay, let's go to scene three. You have a teacher who's struggling, who you know has some personal issues or possibly some mental health struggle, and the person still needs to perform and show up. Okay, very common. And this is especially common in this season. You know, what's going on in the world right now, if you're listening to this episode in February of 2022, this is a very common thing that's going on. People are really struggling with mental health and leaders have to really reckon with this concept and recognize a couple of things that need to shift in their culture. One, people who struggle with mental health will often struggle with self-compassion. They struggle with giving themselves a break, and they're very hard on themselves. And so when we struggle with self-compassion, it intensifies anxiety and depression and sometimes leads to paralysis. Now, I am not a therapist or a mental health professional. I am speaking from anecdotal data and conversations that I have with leaders and teachers. But my point of sharing this here is I want to provide insights for you to recognize, like, is this teacher struggling with self-compassion? Do I struggle with self-compassion? And if you see a teacher that's really struggling with their mental health, please encourage them to find professional help and support. So self-compassion is a very interesting permission to actually invite higher performance. When you see a teacher struggling with performance, with showing up and struggling with their mental health, a lot of times they need to give themselves a break and give themselves compassion for where they are showing up well. And then it actually slowly alleviates the pressure and they're able to show up better in multiple areas. So it sounds a little counterintuitive, but actually forgiving themselves and being more compassionate actually drives more performance. The second thing when it comes to teachers who are struggling, specifically with mental health, is an expectation reset. Sometimes we, as leaders, add a lot of things to our team's plate because of a season of survival, uh, because of a growth season, we're running, 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 trying to reach these certain goals, and that we forget that we actually need to pause and rest and do an expectation reset. So if in general you're struggling with accountability and performance on the team, this might be a powerful time of introspection to do an expectation reset. You know, what am I actually expecting of myself and of my team? And is this reasonable um, given what's going on right now in the world and given our goals? You know, can we push off certain goals? Is doesn't need to be today. Can it be in a few months from now? You know, to be in a hyper growth stage all the time is exhausting. There has to be months of rest. There has to be months of maintenance. There has to be months of, reflection. It can't be growth, 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 growth every single month. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. So training and coaching your team to really learn these new skills, it takes work and it requires attention to building this core skill set in your team as a practice because this is not an overnight event. It requires us to reckon with our own ways of showing up and how we regulate ourselves and how we respond in moments of conflict. Which is why, again, this is number one focus at the Summit of Excellence. We're going to be doing training and coaching and speakers are going to be there. We're going to be doing exercises and multiple different teaching modalities to walk you through how to build and create this type of culture in your center. This event is for school leaders, for owners, for directors, for administrators, for operation leaders, We're really going to be addressing how this type of conflict impacts your center. And you're going to walk away with the skills and the tools that you need. Now, I know that if you've been following the podcast, if you've been following me on social, if you're part of our newsletter, then you've heard me speak about this event a lot. And I know many of you are interested. And some of you just need to get on a call. You need to have a conversation. You have some clarifying thoughts. You're not sure about certain things. I want to invite you into a conversation with me in the show notes If you're very, very serious, we have contact information where you can message myself or my team directly and ask us any questions that you have about the Summit of Excellence. If you haven't checked it out yet, or if you're interested, but just haven't gone around to book your ticket, I know many people have told me, oh, I just need to, I just need to purchase my ticket. Now is your invitation and reminder to go reserve your ticket. The link is in the show notes to go check out the page. This event is different from any other experience that you've come to in person. What we've spoken about in these last two podcast episodes on conflict, in all these scenarios, you as the leader need to constantly be able to pour into yourself, to up-level, to recognize the skill gaps and the leadership gaps, and really lead from a place of bravery and courageousness so that you can guide your team to level up in the same way. So if 2022 is your year, your year to level up, your year to invest in yourself, your year to do all these things. Come join me and the other school leaders at the Summit of Excellence. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I'll see you next week on the show or in person in Florida. All right, take care. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there. I want to invite you to join me for the strategic summer workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.